Hey, good morning. It's Friday, August 3rd, and I have a quote of the day from Martin Sheen. Today is his birthday. He was born August 3rd, 1940. And the quote is this. What we try to say is that it doesn't matter if you are a Republican or a Democrat or conservative or independent. You are equally responsible for your place in the culture, and you must make a contribution, and you must accept responsibility for what goes down on your watch. And that's our quote of the day. Today's horoscopes for August 3rd from the New York Post and Sally Brompton. Aquarius, you need to stand back from your life and try to see it the way other people do. Hopefully, you will discover that what seems wrong from your viewpoint is really no big deal from their perspective And will that lead to a change in thinking? Well, only time will tell. Pisces, you need to use your charm and your powers of persuasion to get friends, family, and work colleagues to do things for you. A little bit of flattery will help. Tell them what you know they most want to hear. Some people are so easily won over. Aries, the sun in the dynamic sign of Leo means you are in the mood to take risks, and with any luck, they'll pay off. Luck will be less of a factor, though, if you join forces with people who share your ambitions. Work together for your common good. Taurus, take the initiative and make things happen. The planets warn if you sit around waiting for others to make the first move, you may still be in the same spot this time tomorrow, maybe even this time next week. Get down to business, Taurus. Gemini, everyone seems to be on your side at the moment, which makes a nice change. But there is a danger that with so many people singing your praises that you could lose sight of your most important goal. Don't let the adulation go to your head. Cancer, your stress levels have been a bit high of late and you need to find ways to lower the pressure so you can enjoy life again. The best way by far is to take nothing too seriously. Success and failure are two sides of the same human coin. And Leo, under no circumstances can you allow other people to speak on your behalf today. You may think they know what is best, or maybe they do, but will it be best for them or for you? If something needs to be said, you, 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 must say it yourself. Virgo, do you touch... Do you trust someone enough to let them spend your money for you? Okay. If you are absolutely convinced that a friend or relative can get the best bang for your buck, then maybe it's worth taking the risk. But don't forget, there's no guarantees. Libra, you will be super sharp mentally today, which can help you make the right choices when it comes to friendships and group activities. You should listen to what others tell you, of course, but trust your own instincts first, middle, and last. Scorpio. If a friend needs your help today, you will rush to their assistance with no questions asked, which is very noble of you. But the planets indicate if you had asked a question or two, you may have been in less of a hurry to get involved in the first place. Sagittarius. Yours is a sign that does best 
when you are out in the world doing things. So get your act together and get busy on something that requires a serious input of both time and energy. Hey, listen, someone you meet on your travels could become a partner for life. And Capricorn, it's not like you to follow the herd, so don't start now. Go your own way, do your own thing, and make sure if there are any discoveries to be made, you are the one who makes them. Don't aim just to be good. Aim to be the best. And these are your horoscopes for August 3rd. If today is your birthday, August 3rd, you need a new challenge, a new goal, a new quest. You are more likely to find the path that is right for you if you make a clean break with the past. Purge your brain of every last bit of mental and emotional junk. A new life beckons. You are bright, inquisitive, and playful. Your presence is strong, and very frequently, all eyes are on you. You enjoy attention, but as you mature and gain more self-awareness, you learn to offer others the stage now and again. You have good money sense and can at times be quite materialistic. Your ambition and desire to do your own thing can easily put you in the role of boss or self-employed. When motivated, you can be extremely determined and hardworking. Love can sometimes be a difficult life department, but you are very earnest with and supportive of those you do love. Famous people born today include Martin Sheen, Tony Bennett, John Landis, Evangeline Lilly, Michael Ely. Happy birthday, Leo. August 3rd, today in rock. 1929, Emil Berliner, the inventor of the gramophone, died of a heart attack in Washington, D.C. at the age of 78. His 1895 hand-cranked machine pioneered the use of 7-inch flat records. In 1955, Bill Haley filed a lawsuit against Dave Miller of Essex Records. Haley asked the court to ban Miller from issuing recordings that Haley made while under the Essex contract. He believed the recordings were of inferior quality to said plaintiff's current releases. 1959, A Big Hunk of Love becomes Elvis Presley's 14th straight gold record. It was recorded in Nashville while Elvis was still in the army, and it was the first of Presley's hits that did not include guitarist Scotty Moore and bassist Bill Black. That same year, The Browns. A trio consisting of siblings Maxine, Bonnie, and Jim Ed break into the Billboard Top 40 with their rendition of a country-flavored tune called The Three Bells, and that record goes on to top the Hot 100, the Country Chart, and the Billboard R&B Chart. In 1963, the Beatles appeared at the Cavern Club in Liverpool for the very last time. That same year, the Beach Boys released Surfer Girl, which would climb to number seven in the U.S. by September. The flip side, Little Deuce Coop, proved to be the Beach Boys' most successful B-side, and that reached number 15 in America and became a Hot Rod classic. That same year, a Philadelphia quintet called The Times topped the Billboard 
chart with so much in love reached number 21 in the UK. In 1968, the fifth dimension appeared at Steel Pier in Atlantic City for a fee of $11,000. Their supporting act was an unknown vocalist by the name of Helen Reddy, who received, wait for it, $600. (laughs) Also that year, the Doors scored their second Billboard number one single with Hello, I Love You, a number 15 hit in the UK. And that same year, Gary Puckett and the Union Gap led the Cashbox bestsellers chart with their third million seller, Lady Willpower. The song reached number two on the Billboard chart and number five in the UK. 1971, Paul McCartney announced the formation of his new band, Wings, with his wife, Linda, on keyboards, drummer, Denny Sewell, and guitarist, Denny Lane. Also that year, Ringo Starr received a gold record for It Don't Come Easy, which went to number four in both the U.S. and the U.K. Ringo was given full writer's credit, even though it was later revealed that George Harrison not only helped him, but he may have written the bulk of the song. Oh, George, such a great guy. 1974, guitarist Jeff Skunk Baxter left Steely Dan to join the Doobie Brothers. Jeff Porcaro would take his place before moving on to form Toto. Michael McDonald also hitched up with Steely Dan when Porcaro joined, but he too eventually left to become a member of the Doobies. That same year, a very interesting concert when Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band opened for Anne Murray at the Schaefer Festival in New York. Hmm. 1992, the Beach Boys released their 27th studio LP, Summer in Paradise. It didn't sell very well, partially because it was overshadowed by a Beach Boys box set issued the following week. The band did not record another album of original material until That's Why God Made the Radio in 2012. In 1993, Motown Records was sold to the Dutch recording and entertainment company Polygram for $325 million. 2003, Roger Vaderis, singer, songwriter, guitarist, who reached number 21 on the Billboard Pop Chart in 1979 with Get Used to It, died at the age of 48 after suffering from liver disease for some time. His success was limited in the U.S., although he enjoyed a strong following in Japan and Australia. 2006, Arthur Lee, singer and guitarist for the psychedelic rock band Love, died of leukemia at the age of 61. The group reached number 33 in the U.S. with 7 and 7 is and number 52 with My Little Red Book in 1966. In 2009, L.A. Superior Court Judge Mitchell Beckloff granted Michael Jackson's mother, 79-year-old Catherine Jackson, permanent custody of her late son's children, Prince Michael, Paris Michael, and Prince Michael II. In 2010, 
Singer-songwriter Bobby Hebb died of lung cancer at the age of 72, along with topping the Cashbox chart in 1966 with Sonny. He also co-wrote Lou Rawls' 1971 hit, A Natural Man. And in 2012, Stevie Wonder's representatives confirmed that the singer had filed for divorce from his second wife, ending his 10-year marriage to Kai Millard Morris. And this was your day in rock. Always remember, talk is cheap until you hire a lawyer. On NOLA.com, this article, Lennon or McCartney, scientists say new model knows the secret of Beatles song authorship. So, you want to be a paperback writer. What else have you written? All of the Beatles songs you say, I say no. Now, scientists say statistics can provide an answer. There is a surprising amount of debate about which Beatles member wrote certain songs, including In My Life, The Word, and Misery. While many songs are listed as having been co-authored by John Lennon and Paul McCartney, die-hard fans insist they can decipher the true creator. Scientists Wednesday, August 1st, unveiled a statistical model they say is capable of determining the likely true author of disputed Beatles songs or song portions. The model, which was presented at American Statistical Association Conference in Vancouver, British Columbia, analyzes 149 different musical features, such as the number of chord transitions, octave jumps, or consecutive melodic note pairs from about 90 Beatles songs or parts of songs to predict the probability of authorship by either Lennon or McCartney, who are credited with most of the band's songs. The statistical method, called stylometry, is similar to handwriting analysis in that it groups features characteristic of authorship, uses songs with known authorship to train the model to recognize patterns common to certain authors, then unleashes the beast onto song portions to find the best match. Stylometry was used in part to identify Theodore Kaczynski as a Unabomber and to determine that Shakespeare had help from playwright Christopher Marlowe in writing the Henry IV plays. And you thought statistics was just for nerds. So, regardless, Mark Glickman, lead author on the Beatles study and a senior lecturer on statistics at Harvard University, usually brings his guitar to conferences. And that may have been what brought Glickman and fellow researcher Jason Brown, a professor of mathematics at Dalhousie University, together to wonder about exploring a harmony between stylometry and the Beatles. I tend to be more of a McCartney fan because I tend to gravitate towards experimentation, and Paul took greater liberties with his songs, Glickman said in the interview, hours before presenting the research. He referenced the only two Beatles songs with an octave jump within the melodic line, both written by Paul, 
Love Me Do, and Eleanor Rigby. Then he sang them over the phone. All the Lonely People Wear Do, High Note, they all come from Please, High, Love Me Do, Octave Lower. I will say that I don't know what John Lennon was on between 1966 and 67, but some of his songs in that period are just the best music ever, Glickman said, referring to the album's Revolver and Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. So regardless of his preference, Glickman's model came out in favor of Lennon, having authored most of the songs in dispute. After analyzing the features of a song, the model returns to a probability of authorship. If that probability is close to one, it's likely a McCartney song, and if it's close to zero, it's more likely to be a Lennon song. So for other songs like Norwegian Wood, the model was more inconclusive, with a probability of about 54%, Glickman said. Try to see it my way. Only the model will tell if I am right or I am wrong. We can work it out. In my life, had a probability of 0.018, making it very likely that it was written by Lennon, even though it's also credited to McCartney. It's worth pointing out that we're not saying Paul misremembered, Glickman said, Our model is about 80% accurate, so you could still believe the model with its caveats and believe Paul. And Glickman said he heard someone had contacted McCartney's team, but they declined to comment on the study. You know, life is very short and there's no time for fussing and fighting, my friends. All right, that's your Friday. You better have a good weekend. I'm going to have one. Take care, guys. Bye.